P.S. And P.S. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business, because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. This show is designed to change just that. I am your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar Dupas, episode number 98. And today we're going to get back into some some financial literacy. You may have been hearing about in the news that the Federal Reserve has been raising rates, raising their interest rates. So today we're going to talk about what that means. How did they even come about setting it? Why they need to set it? And of course, what does that mean for you and your pocketbooks? Should you be borrowing money? Should you get a home? What should you do with your credit cards, your debt, all that good stuff? So that's what we're going to talk about today. If this is your first time tuning in, I'd like to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. I don't know how you found me, but I appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life because not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money. We want you to understand your money in your own terms, right? Forget about all that jargon and the nonsense you hear on TV and and what these uh, super smart people try to talk to you about. Money is real simple once you understand it. And that's what this show is all about. If you want to find out more about what we do and how we do it, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com and consider getting my best stuff. Sign up with your email there and you won't be disappointed because, of course, I don't spam you and send you a bunch of stuff to try to sell you things and all that good stuff. But anyway, let's get on with the show. So I thought this was, was important, one, to talk about because I got a question about it. Someone asked me, what does it mean with the Fed rate? How, what, is it, what does that got to do with anything? You hear about it in the news. You may watch CNBC. You may be getting your financial literacy on. You may be digging into the finances and stuff like that. You really want to know, you know what it means to you, especially in your own terms and how it affects your life. But I think it's it's real interesting and I'm going to kind of geek out a little bit, but I try to be as quick and as precise as possible. Now, if I'm talking a little fast today or maybe even a little loud, I'm a little bit fired up. My wife made some extra strong coffee, so I'm feeling it right now and I'm a little sleepy. So I think I'm a little delirious, too. So uh, if I say something crazy, please forgive me, please, please, please forgive me. But anyway, so what is a Fed rate? A Fed rate is an interest rate that is set by the Federal Reserve. What is the Federal Reserve? The Federal Reserve, although it says the word federal in it, is actually not owned by the government, right? It's just kind of like they've partnered with the government. So to speak, the Federal Reserve is a private bank owned by a bunch of probably the most powerful people in the world. And we don't know. Nobody knows their names. Uh, But the Federal Reserve is just about as federal as FedEx, Right. Uh, So it's not owned by the U.S. The U.S., our country, actually borrows money from the Federal Reserve to distribute the money out to the population. But anyway, so the Federal Reserve sets interest rates on all the money. Right. So in order for banks to, let's see, uh, complete their obligations of how much money they should have in reserves, they have to follow certain rules. And these rules are set by the Federal Reserve. And when the banks need money, 
they get their money from each other and also from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve can create money. It can take money out of the market. It can buy assets. It can pretty much do whatever it wants to do because it controls the money supply. So what the Federal Reserve's job is, or what it's trying to do is make sure that our economy continues to tick and that the money that we borrow, the interest rates that we have are stable enough or in line with what's happening in the economy. So let me give you an example. Uh, we are an economy that loves spending, right? We calculate our our health of our economy based on how much money we're spending. Now, it doesn't matter if that money is borrowed money or if it's savings or anything like that. It used to be we used to, you know, we used to sit back and think about how much savings we have in the country. Now they don't really talk much about that. It's really about how much money is circulating in the market, regardless of whether or not you got to pay somebody back later or not. It's all about the spending, 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 spending. Right. So we are an economy, uh, at least how we measure it today is based on how much money we spend. Uh, and it makes sense. If you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you've heard me say this, did whole shows on it, that money comes from other people. The reason why you get a paycheck is because the person you are working for uh, has got money from other people. And that just kind of passed on to you. Right. That's how we have jobs. That's how we have businesses. People, we find a way to serve people and they find, you, you know, they like what you're doing and they pay you for your service and they put money in your pocket and so forth and so on. Right. So money comes from other people. And so what the Federal Reserve wants to do is to make sure that we are continuously handing money to each other one way or the other. And so I give you an example during the recession back in 2007, 2008, 2009, the Great Recession, whatever you want to call it. One of the issues we were having is that money was locked up. Money wasn't moving. Right. Uh, jobs were being uh, cut. People were getting laid off. Banks weren't borrowing to, with each other because they weren't trusting each other. There was a whole lot of shenanigans going on. Uh, home values were falling. Uh, everybody was scared. So what happens is everybody stopped spending money. Right. Money stopped exchanging hands. We talked about this before about cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Right. Uh, if you have cash, it's like having a body. Right. But having cash flow is like having the blood that flows through the body. Right. You want the best, the healthiest type of cash is the cash that is flowing. Right. Money that is moving just like air, just like water. If it's standing still, if it's stagnant, it gets stale and it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And I've always tried to you know, submit that to y'all or put that in your head that we want to be moving money. We want to be flowing cash at all times. And so that's what happened. Money locked up in the economy. People stopped trusting each other. When people stop trusting each other, they start stop loaning to each other. And when they stop loaning to each other, they start hoarding money. They start saving it, not spending it. And so if you're not spending it, you're not paying somebody else. And if you're not paying somebody else, they're not getting any income and they're not paying their workers and they have to work, lay off their workers. And you see how you get this downward spiral, right? Of fewer and fewer people that have money to spend, or even if they do have money, they're likely holding on to it uh, for rainy days as I, I've always encouraged you to do, right? Because you take care of self first, take care of family first, right? Because everybody else will. Um, but basically that's what happened. So the Fed, the Fed came in and what they did was they lowered interest rates. What does that mean? And why is that significant? Well, what happens is the banks get money from the Federal Reserve. They borrow the money, right? And they loan to each other based on that rate. And they also loan to us based on that rate, right? So what the Fed tries to do is 
if you can lower the interest rates basically down to zero, right, money becomes really cheap. We've talked about this before. Money has a cost, right? And the Federal Reserve basically sets the cost in a sense of money, right? The money in this country. And so every dollar has a cost, whether you're saving it or not, whether you borrowed it or not, every dollar have a co- has a cost because every dollar that's in your hand has been borrowed at some point, right? <laughs> we'll talk about that another point, another time. But the Federal Reserve basically sets the cost of money. If the cost, if the money basically has zero cost of or negligent cost, what that does is encourage people to come get more of it, right? So if the money is cheap, I want to get as much of it as I possibly can. And once they do that, once they get as much money as they possibly can, because it's so cheap, it also lowers their risk. And since it lowers their risk, they want to get even more. And because it lowers their risk, they want to take that money. And now they want to hand it out. It basically they try to unlock that stagnant money, open up the floodgates, pour in a bunch of money into the economy so people will start handing it to each other again. And that's what they were trying to do, get the banks to, to loan money to businesses so businesses can hire people so they can invest in their tools and their equipment uh, so they can invest in you know jobs and, and all this other stuff. What was happening for a long time is they were just basically paying off their creditors or they were borrowing a bunch of money and still wasn't loaning it out. Uh, there, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can go into that. But basically, that's what the job of the Federal Reserve is to do is to set these interest rates so we can have a healthy flow of the money. Right. Of people borrowing money, uh, investing the money, lending money, spending the money, yada, yada, yada. So based on that, uh, they try to set the the rate. Right. Instead of letting the market set it together, they just try to set the rate based on that. So what they do now is is since they look at the economy and say, well, the economy doesn't seem to be as bad as it as it was, we can now afford to increase the prices of the money a little bit, right? And what that does is slows down the people that are coming in and getting that free meal, getting that free money. So people are a little bit slower. They become a little bit more cautious about what they do with their money. They think about what they're going to do with their money just a little bit more before they just go out and throw it all out, right? Because here's what happens. If they leave interest rates low for too long, we've talked about this before, the prices of everything increases, right? So we've we've talked about this several times in, in different examples. Anytime you have a bunch of money pointing towards a particular industry, whether it's free, low risk or whatnot, the prices in that area go up, right? So if there if if me and somebody else and we're both very wealthy and we both want this one house and say this house is worth $500,000. Somebody is selling for $500,000, but I really want that house and I have a lot of money. I may offer him $550,000, right? But the other person says, you know what? I got plenty of cash too. I'm going to give you $600,000. And it says, no, no, you're not going to outdo me. I'm going to give you six fifty, dollars And back and forth and forth, you know, back and forth on that. So you can see how prices of a house can go up because two people with plenty of money will bid on that house, raising the price. Right. And that's what happens to the cost of goods. Right. Uh, You can look at it if you look in the housing market. Right. With money was so cheap and they were giving out loans left and right to just about anybody since the money was so cheap and you had a bunch of people with money in their hands. But you only had so many houses. That's what increased the cost or the prices of these houses. Right. That's why the housing market just went up like crazy. But it's also why it came down crashing, because it was basically artificial inflation. Right. And that's what the Fed are trying to avoid now. Right. Because now housing prices are going back up. 
uh, cost of education is starting to go back up. And of course, we've talked about this before, how education in the first place start going up once the government started guaranteeing student loans. Right. So it's no risk to the bank to loan you money if the government is going to guarantee that they'll get their money back. Same thing with the housing. Right. Uh, when they pass those housing bills and they want to make sure that anybody could be a homeowner. The government basically guaranteed these banks that if you loan this money, that you would be good on it. They're going to take care of you. And that's why they start loaning the money out to anybody. So let that be a lesson. Anytime you see the government talk about affordable housing, affordable education, affordable anything, just get ready for the prices to raise, <laughs> right? Because that's what they do. They throw a bunch of money at the situation and that increases the prices. Uh, and so since now prices are increasing, uh, increasing like crazy. Uh, inflation is going up. What the Federal Reserve is trying to do is slow that down. They're trying to tighten up the money supply so there's not as much money going into the economy. Right. And so we can hopefully slow down the increase of inflation, the cost of goods. If you notice, cost of gasoline has gone up like 22 percent. The cost of milk continues to go up. The, the housing prices are, are still going up. All these things in our lives are still going up. But one of the problems with all this is our wages aren't increasing with that rate. Right. Uh, other things that usually fall in price are not are not falling. Right. Energy supposed to be falling, but it's not really falling. These things like that that we need to live are not falling. So they may tell you that the inflation rate is two percent. Right. But if you if you spend four hundred dollars a month on gas and gas prices this year is twenty two percent higher than it were last year, your inflation rate is a whole lot higher than two percent. Right. It's. 20% of that 400. So basically, you know, that what used to cost you $400 is now costing you almost $500 because of the the uh, the rate, the, the inflation rate of that. Right. So be careful when you hear people talk about, well, inflation is only 1% is only 2%. They say that because they calculate inflation completely different than they used to. They used to calculate inflation based on the stuff that we really that we really spent our money on. They've changed things around so everything will look good on paper and stuff like that. But I'm not gonna get into that right now. So uh hopefully that makes sense, right? So the what the Federal Reserve is trying to do is set interest rates to try to get the economy to move at a healthy pace, right? Uh before over the last 10, 15 years, or actually 10 years I should say Matter of fact, longer than that, because we've been out at almost zero since early 2000s. Uh, money has just been so free and so cheap and inexpensive that we have been just uh, giving it away and prices have been increasing. Uh, but wages and things like that has not been increasing. Uh, so that's kind of where we have that conflict. And since the Fed is trying to slow down the increase of cost of goods, uh, they what they want to do is raise the interest rates. And that's basically what that means. Right. So here's how it works from that. So say if they say the interest rate is 1.75% or 2%, what the banks do is they borrow that money at that rate and then they turn around and they sell that money to you at a higher rate, right? You've heard this before, buy low, sell high, right? So if the bank borrows the money at 2% and sells it to you at 5%, there's that, you know, that 3% uh, spread, right? And it's actually more than 3% because if you think about it, 2%, right, versus you know, let's say even 4%, right? That's not a 2% differential. That is a 100% increase on their money, right? Because two times 100% is four, <laughs> right? You you add that on top of that. Really, it's 200%. Uh, but there's basically 100% of them on top of their money, right? Uh, so that's how the banks make money. That's how they always have money, right? Because they borrowed money real cheap and they loan it out 
a little bit more expensive. And you should learn from them, right? Buy low, sell it high. Borrow low, loan it high, right? That's that's the game. That's how they get. That's how they do this thing, right? Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, if you've started to eliminate staying with your kids or anything like that, everybody understands that you buy wholesale, sell at retail. And that's what banks do. Right. And so with with that being in turn, what they do is they raise rates. And so, you know, in the meantime, most of you who have fixed mortgages, you don't have to worry about it. Right. If you're looking to buy a house fairly soon, uh, these type of uh, increases in rates like this, they're usually short term increases. So you don't necessarily like to worry about it. If you're going to get a long term fixed rate, just know that over time, the longer you wait, the higher the interest rate is going to be. And I'm going to do a show later on and tell you why that doesn't matter anyway. But just for your own information. Uh, so I'm not telling you to go out and go buy a house, though. Right now, I know all my realtor friends would be like, hey, no, you need to tell them to go get a house because if they don't get a house today, it's going to cost more tomorrow. There, that may or may not be the truth. Right. Because housing prices and housing costs. They have an interesting correlation and it's not as cut as cut and dry as a lot of people think. And besides, I've never met a real estate agent or realtor that stated it, today is a bad time to buy a house. I've never heard a realtor or a real estate agent ever say that you should wait to buy a house. Right. Because why would they? Right. They they get paid to sell houses. That's what they do. But uh, anyway. So but if you have a variable interest rate, if you have a variable interest rate like credit card, uh, if you have one of those uh, like a HELOC or if you have a, an adjusted rate, uh, adjustable rate mortgage, those type of things. This is when you need to pay attention to what's happening with these rate hikes, because if you're making a payment today at one at one amount, when these rates go up now, so does your payments. Right. Because they charge you they charge you more interest. So any of your variable rate loans, anything that can change up and down. These are your credit cards, your arms, your HELOCs for the most part. Uh, things like that. Just be prepared that your payments will go up as the Fed rates increases. Right. And you can see how it does to your own household. Right. As that Fed rate goes up, your money that that money costs you more money. So what that does, it takes money away from your your family income, your family budget, so to speak, to so where you can't spend much more on other things. Right. And so if you're not spending a whole bunch of money on other things, you're not bidding up the price of other goods. And that's how you can see on a micro level how this can slow down the increased cost of goods across the country. Uh, and that's basically how it all works. So uh, just to, just to kind of recap, what does that mean for you? Right. It really don't mean much for you if you're in a fixed rate mortgage, right? You don't have to really worry about it. If you're looking to refinance soon or something like that, that's something you, you may want to think about. If you're looking to buy soon, it's something you may want to be thinking about. But for the most part, you can't really control what the rate is going to be, right? And the rate, what the rate is going to be is what the rate is going to be when you are ready to buy a house, so to speak. I always say this, that I don't care what the interest rates are. I don't care what the Fed's doing. I don't care what the economy doing. It's all about what you're doing, right? What you are prepared for personally, as an individual, as a family unit, as your microeconomy, right? You want to be able to minimize your risk as much as possible. Do you have cash on hand just in case stuff goes wrong, right? Because stuff will go wrong. Do you have cash on hand when opportunities come around, right? Because opportunities do come around. Think about the opportunities that come around in your life that you could not have taken advantage of because you didn't have the money, right? It didn't matter what the interest rates were at that time. You didn't have the money. Right. And besides that, business owners don't care what the interest rates are. Why? Because their customers are the one that pays the difference. Right. 
Banks don't care what the interest rates are because their customers, the people that borrow from them are the ones that pays the difference. They still make their their profit regardless. Right. The cost of goods go up. Why? Because money, the cost of money goes up. And who pays for that? Not the business owner, not the business itself. It's the customer. And I always say this. Right. And you always should know this, that even you hear a lot of people say we should tax more companies, companies, corporations should pay more their better fair share in taxes and stuff like that. Just always know that corporations and business owners and businesses aren't the ones that's going to pay more in taxes. It's the customer that pays more. Right. You're just going to pay a higher good. Why? Because they don't get money from anybody else but the customer. That's where their money comes from. So it don't matter if you raise taxes on them. They'll just fight the spread with raising their prices. Right. And that's just how how this game works. What you want to do is get yourself educated enough, get your finances secure enough so you can play on that other side of the field. You can play where these type of things don't bother you at all. But you're able to capitalize on these things. Right. Because that's the whole game plan. That's the whole idea of all this. Right. And if we can learn this game, we can get to the point where not only that uh, we're not worried about retirement, but we're not worried about a paycheck. Right. We're not worried about putting food over our head. We're not worried about, you know, how do I go take this vacation? We want to get to the point of financial independence where our assets are paying us enough cash flow to where when these types of things happen, it don't even matter why because you'll have customers you have other people that you're serving that's going to pay the difference for you right because as interest rates go up you know things like that that your customers they basically you know they pay the spread like i've already been saying so uh hopefully that was helpful right uh the federal reserve just to recap is a private group of people that Control the money supply here in the United States of America. If you're interested in that, uh, there's a good book called The Creatures of Jekyll Isle uh, that'll give you a real good breakdown, a historical breakdown of how the Federal Reserve even came about. It's actually fairly new, uh, only been around for a little bit over 100 years. Um, and uh, it's whether you feel good, bad, or indifferent about it, it's probably some good stuff that you need to understand. Just don't get too far deep into the woods, right? Because I want you to make sure you stay and focus on what you need to focus on, right? The, the, there's a rule of priority, right? It's the, the making the number one thing the number one thing, right? Um, so, But it's good information to have. It's good to know what that is. So basically what they do is they set the interest rates, which sets the cost of money and the, the or the price of money, not necessarily the cost. And based on that price of money, will determine how much of that money flows into the to the economy. They do this in a variety of ways. They'll buy assets. They'll buy uh, bonds uh, from the government. They'll buy U.S. treasuries. That's how the money actually gets into the supply. And then the government, of course, has to pay back these treasuries later on. Um, but basically, our, our government borrows money from the Federal Reserve, and then the Federal, and so does the banks. And then the banks lend out money to us and to businesses and stuff like that, in which we work for. And then we take that money and we spend with the businesses and you know put money back in their pocket and yada, yada, yada. That's the great circle of the financial world, of the economy, I should say. Uh, and that's what that's what matters. What it matters to you, whether or not they raise the rates, it only matters if you're looking to borrow money or if you got a variable rate loan and a an adjustable rate mortgage uh, HELOC that's on a variable rate or an adjustable rate credit cards. For the most part, all credit cards are on adjustable or variable rates. But if you're doing the way we're doing our credit cards, you don't have to worry about interest rates anyway, because we're not paying interest on our credit cards, right? We're paying them suckers down if we have debt and then we're using them to increase our credit scores so we can make our other cost of goods a lot cheaper, our other price of money a lot cheaper. 
money, the price of money for me is super cheap. Why? Because we got 800 plus credit scores, right? And I know there's a lot of people out there that don't believe you should even talk about credit scores, that you, sh- you shouldn't have credit scores. But if you learn a game like Misfits do, we're not praying at the altar of debt. We're utilizing a tool as it is, a tool, right, to do what it is we need to do. We're doing it in a safe way because right now, because like I've always said, we protect family first, right? We don't put family at risk. And, of course, there's no such thing as a risky investment. It's only a risky investor. So how do you how do you reduce your risk? It's through education and knowing what the heck you are talking about. So. With that being said, hopefully that you heard what the heck I was talking about and I didn't confuse anybody. Hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that gave you some insights on the Federal Reserve, what these, what these, what they're talking about with these interest rate heights. So the next time you're at your next cocktail party and your Wall Street buddies are talking about Fed rates and stuff like that, you got an idea of what they're talking about. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to get off the mic. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. I really do. I love you and God bless. MPS. MPS. We're talking about money